0: Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive radical social evolution. I'm so excited today. I'm welcoming my long-time Friend Jessica Crow to the TNT mic, and we are going to be talking about redefining your leadership. It's going to be about personal business and being the leader that you actually want to follow. 2022 is really going to have a running theme of personal responsibility, personal accountability, and being the change that we want to see in this world. So I wanted to start off this year with a big one around leadership. So let's take the reins and start leading ourselves so we can, in turn, lead others, aka Influencers IRL. You already know. Uh, enjoy the this conversation and check us out on YouTube and download wherever you get your podcast. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. <laughs> Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time.
1: Hi there, my name is Jess Crow. I am the founder of Apogee, and Apogee is a change management training, coaching, and consulting firm. And for the past couple of months, we have been hosting free workshops talking about change management and change leadership. And this month, it's a little bit different. We're doing a live event where I am interviewing my longtime friend, Kristen Olson. Hi, Kristen. Hi, guys. And we are going to talk about leadership and business and becoming the type of leader that you would want to follow. And the reason I'm interviewing Kristen is because Kristen has a lot of experience in marketing. She's an online influencer. She has a podcast that I want her to tell you all about. She's a competitive athlete. There's so much, uh, she's got a really unique background that I thought would be informative for change leaders, change management practitioners, as we are often focused on how do we influence, how do we encourage employees to change their behaviors and how you know to align with whatever the solution the change is within the organization and a lot of that has to do with effective leadership and kristen is a pro in this area so kristen why don't you introduce yourself and explain your background and all that fun stuff
0: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. It's nice to um, be friends and now we get to play in the business space. So uh, universe speaks. It's good. I'm, I'm a longtime athlete. I have three younger brothers. I played D1 lacrosse in college, Uh, post-college. I competed in CrossFit and I went to the games a handful of times. So that competitive angle uh, led over into my adulthood. I started a business out of college. Because I quickly learned having a coach for five years, I tore me ACL my sophomore year, I was ready to um, make my own decisions and face this world doing it my way. So that comes with many lessons of trial and error, um, but it was, a, it was a pretty strong leadership role immediately. And I, again, I was the oldest, so some of these things were kind of familiar territory just growing up. I started a lacrosse business. Fast forward, I started to see some similarities in lacrosse and CrossFit in my professional world and tons of change happening and growth and evolution. Instagram and social media really started to take off. So when I established my company, KO Alliance, we're a marketing and branding firm. We help companies specifically activate in the, in the fitness space, but now we're more lifestyle as trends have gone a little bit more mainstream. We saw that impact of social media and how you know larger message, messages were reaching young people earlier. And and being on that marketing and branding side, I felt really responsible to really do things the right way, not just by the rules, but super consciously aligning with people and mission-driven businesses that I could genuinely genuinely, and authentically align with and uh, get behind. So now at KO Alliance, we specifically work with mission-driven humans and businesses, and we specialize in strategic partnerships from sponsorships to brand ambassadors and influencers, helping you cultivate the right voices to speak on behalf of your mission, product, company, whatever, um, and really work to establish long-term mutually beneficial relationships that you can work with for, you know, like I said, forever, uh, because at some point we think that social media will not be the mainstream point of influence. So if you've got real humans, IRL, speaking your gospel, then you're ahead of the game. Totally. And Kristen, you and I,
1: we've been, you know, friends for a long time, and we've had a lot of conversations about Um, just kind of the future of of, of influence in particular. And we're sort of in an interesting time right now. And so just to kind of set the stage for people who are listening, um, there's a lot going on in the business world, not only from... You know companies that are working with brand ambassadors, but inside organizations, there's the Great Resignation. Like this is a thing where people are leaving organizations in greater numbers than ever before. The whole business, the concept of the business office is being redesigned, where there's people who are working from home and hybrid and in person. Um, well-being continues to be a major topic of conversation. I think companies are still trying to figure out like what that means and how to implement and protect and preserve people's well-being um and there's a lot of movement around kind of younger you know to your point younger professionals who want to work for companies that not only provide them livelihood but align with their kind of their values and their lifestyles and so you know when you and i have talked you've talked about this transition that you've seen in terms of how companies are working together and it made me think about how you know, the workers today are following uh, and wanting to work with companies that, like I said, align with their mission, vision, values on a deeper level. Can you describe that shift in what it means to be an, you know, an influential leader, what it means to be a leader, what you're seeing in your space? And I think there's some relevance here for people who are working within a corporate function within an organization leading change initiatives and projects.
0: Sure. Well, I think it's really about two things. One, we had 2020 where everybody had to slow down and really kind of check in whether they wanted to or not and say, you know, am I happy? Do I love this? Do I care about money or who I'm working with? Like I'm spending so much time with this company or whatever. And you know, maybe I don't care as much as I thought. Maybe I don't need as much money as I thought. Maybe it's you know, it's just not worth it, or maybe I love it. So whatever side you were on, I think that caused just an an automatic shift and and our change in our thought and that checking in on our well being. Prior to that, I think our young humans are way more dialed into young to their well being and mental health and wellness. I mean, they're just in a world with larger questions and heavier conversations so much earlier than we were because of social media and the internet. They're exposed to so much more, so they're having you know really conscious conversations very, very early. And, you know, for us older people not being, you know, really having any laps run in this arena, I think we've managed things as best we could, but our kids have really have been forced to figure it out and understand what's going on quicker. And, and that's where that transparency comes in because they can now be like, okay, well, I like this company or I like this person, this influencer, this leader. Um, I'm going to eat like them or train like them or invest in this company because I believe in their mission. And they know how to dig into the details. They can find their personal social media. They can get on um, and a host of sites and, and find the background and the mission and like really dig into the details. And they, they want to align with something bigger, so they will intentionally consciously consume and and be a part of those things. So we talk a lot about this with my company. Everyone at the end of the day is an influencer, especially with social media. When I'm putting my voice out there and I'm posting or I'm on something like this, you know, even if it's one person, someone is potentially influenced by what I'm saying. So I always talk about that conscious awareness of personal responsibility. Obviously, none of us are going to be aware and on all the time, but just in the back of your mind, knowing that even the little things can be impacting in someone's world. You magnify that and you put uh, that conversation around an influencer that has a million followers or even a hundred thousand or whatever, or you're a leader of a company and you're leading 300 people, or maybe it's 25. Those that, that community that's following you consciously, you now have that responsibility to, again, be aware of your actions, what you're saying, and really be aware of how you're walking through life. It's no longer just, do I show up at this business and check all the boxes, pay my bills on time, doesn't matter if these animals are, you know, it, it, sustainably sourced or what's like there's there now it's how are you doing things on the full level it's not just paying the bills and keeping the lights on it's how are you and your company walking through this world and if companies and um people out there employees don't align with those things they will check out earlier so the shift that i've seen over the years is the leader and the influencer is more and more responsible and they are more and more held accountable for their actions and they can love it or hate it, but our, again, our young people, our conscious consumers, our guys that are really dialed in, they will see what you're authentically doing, whether you like it or not. So there's just way more of a conscious reality for our leaders, for our change managers, um, to understand the landscape of what's out there. And I think it's not something to be fearful of, it's something to be excited about and really understand the power that you have as a leader and the responsibility that comes with it.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of the conversations that I've been having with clients and a lot of the articles that I've been reading, too, talk about how leaders need to be role models and not just you know, a figurehead within the organization, but somebody right. who really walks the talk. I know in my own experience, some of my favorite leaders were really authentic and real and relatable, and that's something that you and I have talked about, too. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about, uh, like, if you were to describe the key traits that leaders should have in today's environment, where there is access to online information that can give, you know, a leader or an employee's backstory, or, you know, it, it, there's a lot of information out there, but also just working in, um, you know, with more of what we do happening online through a virtual environment. How can you be an effective leader when you don't have that face-to-face connection and you're kind of what you put out there is what people are seeing and experiencing. So kind of to summarize what I was saying um, in terms of a question, what are some of the key traits that leaders need to possess today in the type of environment, the type of business environment that we um, are currently in?
0: I think there's a lot of key traits that we know, like confidence, responsibility, transparency, but I really think it comes down to this humanizing the brand. And that's very formal and corporate sounding, but the reality is, is just letting the truth be seen. And this is something I've worked on, obviously, as you know, personally and professionally, where it's great you know I'm a, p- a private person it's my company and I represent myself as an athlete as an individual in different things and I've had to work and still I'm working on merging those worlds and letting it be seen we're we're used to this very formal corporate business situation I'm an entrepreneur so I don't really exist too much in the corporate space but some of those realities um storylines carry through into my business and we're kind of used to being able to control the narrative or we, that's something we should do and again I have to continuously understand that I need to walk through as transparent and as open as possible because if someone's going to align with my mission voice or company it's 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 me so I have to share what my values are what I'm doing so if you're a human or you're a company or corporation or a nonprofit, I always just say share as much about you and your why as you can and if it's a little bit messy or if it's a little bit real i think that's even better we're used to the cleaned up prim polish whatever i went to harvard and i did crew and it's all perfect and we all know that's not like right so you know you you got to lean into that human side and i think our kiddos, our young people, and I'm talking at like under 35, really get that and they don't care. Like if you know, you drink on the weekends or whatever, like they'll be like, "Oh, that's cool." And then you show up and you train, you know, 7 days a week. Like they'll get it. Everybody over 35 is kind of like, "Ooh, did they just did they just say that? Are they doing that?" But I think in some part of them too, they'll be like, "Oh my god, they they they've had a divorce too or oh that okay." So it's a careful balance of of sharing both. But I think as time goes on, the more the companies can share themselves and share their why and their angles, even if it's not super personal, the more successful they will be with identifying with their audience and in turn cultivating a community, which is ultimately what the consumer wants. We want to be a part of something bigger. And if I can be and consciously consume and purchase with a mission driven company that gets it, I'm all in. You don't even need to market to me. Like it's already done
1: right yeah and i think the same goes for the people that work within the organization they want those things as well not just to consume the products but to work for an organization that embodies everything that you just said um you were talking about being real and bringing more of yourself to the table and you and you listed a couple of like strategies on how to do that by telling your story what are some other ways that for people who are sort of stepping into their leadership or are in executive positions or are individual contributors within an organization, kind of taking, coming, you know, because I think even though as an entrepreneur, as somebody who works with social media influencers and athletes, I, you know, the lessons are very translatable. Um, what are some other ways that people can show up, uh, you know, as being real and authentic and transparent with their peers and colleagues, but sort of maintain, Um, you know, like I think it is, you know, for somebody who's over 35, I have been coached and maybe conditioned to understand that you bring some of yourself to the table, but there's also, you know, there's emotions and other things that just don't have a place in the organization. And I do think that shifting, I think there's more space for that these days Mm -hmm. than ever before thanks to the pandemic, just sort of bringing the humanness of our entire experience together. But what are some tips and strategies that you could give to people who are thinking about how to redefine their leadership um, in terms of bringing their whole self to the table?
0: Sure, what is well, so a really easy exercise, everything starts within. You know, a lot of times when I work with athletes or people with big audiences or they're potential influencers, or they, they're they just natural leaders, like they kind of walk through life and people just follow what they do. These can be like key community influencers, Um, you know, kind of leader of the mom group or the person that does the first kind of like paleo recipe or whatever. I say before, you know, you want to go out and change the world, we have to focus on ourselves. So sit down with yourself and understand, or think about this. If you haven't done formal training, what are your core values? What do you care about? Like what's my top three are honesty, independence, and creativity. And I, I worked with a professional to kind of figure this out. It's funny as you learn, you know, what you pay for and you're like, oh, I knew that all along. But sometimes if you're one of those, We have that's just how we have to do it. So we'll, we'll, we'll go the most complicated way in some things, but sit down, and think about it, like, what did, what matters to me? And if, even if it's not like organized, be like, I really care about my kids. I care about their safety. I care about being a good person, whatever. Really get clear on what is important to you. And this works for an individual or a business or whatever. Write those down and then write down like three things that you find um attractive or admirable in a leader, like dedication, timeliness, confidence, support, and know that what's important to you, that might not be your audience's immediate, what I'd say, love language or their digestion of of leadership, but that's okay. We stick to what's authentic to us. So be clear on what you want, be clear on what you know and what um, makes you a good leader, and then be really cognizant of your power and your responsibility in a good way, knowing that when you walk out the door, you can possibly impact somebody's life. And as dramatic as that sounds, it's it's really an exciting thing because we're in such a disconnected world. These are opportunities where you can really connect and make a positive impact in this world without even knowing it, just being a conscious, positive person and um, intentional about how you walk through the world. So if you can, again, core values, um, recognize what you appreciate in a leader, and then... Um, uh, Kind of put that all together and accept the responsibility in that. I think just starting there is enough. And be, I'd say if you're if you're brand new, watch how that goes like in your organization or for your social media or whatever for the first couple of weeks and see if you notice kind of like an energetic shift, if you see more engagement, if not. And usually, especially in a corporate situation, we have multiple employees, attitude reflects leadership and that's an always. So if you can start to see a shift in the positive attitude um, or you're working with leaders within your business and you kind of let them know about this self-work, this conscious intention, what you're doing, you should see a positive ripple. Now, formally, you can, you know, we can track KPIs and ROI and all that. We can really get into it. But I'd say I'd start really, really small, start to dig in and see how that inspires the people around you to do the same. Yeah,
1: no, I love that. And I when we th- when I think about core values, I think about using them as a north star for decision making. So not only you know should I make a decision on you know a choice that I have to do for my business, but also how I show up. Does this behavior, does this belief align with my core values? And so that's a really great place. Is you know and really the only thing that you can do is control yourself uh, and control your response and and how you show up. And so starting with yourself and and starting to adopt and align with those core values and then seeing how it plays out within the workplace or within whatever forum people are in is super super powerful recommendation. Um another thing that I wanted to get into with you is um a lot of people are fe- feeling sort of worn out and overwhelmed and just uh just feeling like what is the what is the you know like a loss of purpose in some cases Um, or just fatigued from, you know, I think I'm still recovering from 2020 and we're going into 2022. Um, And then some people have had, you know, they're feeling encouraged and inspired and and excited for the next year. And I am that as well. That being said, uh, this really comes down to resilience is what I'm trying to get at. And as someone who has been an athlete, who has been an entrepreneur, can you talk a little bit about resilience and how that is important for leadership as you know, for for leaders who are w- wanting to you know grow and develop in this way.
0: Yeah, well, so resilience is a funny thing. Uh, As you know, I say I'm exhausted a lot, and it's the truth. One part is because uh, I'm a masochist, and I think the more I smoke myself at the gym or whatever, like that is actually a part of my mental health. So we can bring in a shrink next time to fully unpack all my things, but. Um, I, I think it's really finding that balance, which is a continued process. Tumor and tequila, that's why I, it was the easiest brand I've ever done in my life. It's discussing this balance. It's discussing the imperfections. It's questioning a better way because we're all just figuring it out and we still are. So that balance is critical and resilience is such a beautiful thing because that usually when it shines through or you understand it or you feel it, it's because you came through a breakdown and now you're through the break, you're on to the breakthrough. So something like me, universe has to whip my ass. Like we're taking you off the team it's an injury you're you're so smoked you are now paying attention and I I, a lot of us athletes or quote-unquote high achievers um I just think stubborn people you will identify with this because we don't listen until we have to so I have space for you and I'm with you I'm on your side once that does happen we do get better with it over time resilience becomes an understanding and you can sort of streamline some of those breakdown breakthrough processes of, oh, okay, before I'm totally broken down, I'm listening. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to pull back. I'm going to reevaluate the situation, really understand what I want to do. I'm a big fan of getting some coaches um, like I have done with you and being like, let's get a second opinion here, Like just like I would in athletics. Like I want to get to D1 or I want to go to the next level. I'm good, but I need to get better and I need to dial it in. That is not always doing more. So I think it's really about Recognizing the lesson in front of you, pausing for a second, really seeing the forest for the trees, and then kind of having a plan of attack. And don't be afraid to get, you know, some coaching, some guidance, something within that. Um, and that can come within it with from within if you do pause. So resilience is good uh, and it's necessary for leaders, but you have to take care of yourself. And again, if you're in that leader position, pers- leadership position people are watching you so if you're trying to charge through the wall all this time that's what they're reverberating that's what they get i'm gonna show up to work i'm gonna work more do this versus you take a break and they're like okay i need a mental health day my leader just did that i'm gonna do the same thing so that's where your influence is impacting and carrying on to the crew even more than you know so how you handle those situations and your resilience your narrative is impacting everything around you so it's that awareness again
1: yeah, that's a really um, great point is to model that behavior, right? Like let people know that you are taking time to take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. in an organization, it's especially important to do that because people will follow what the leaders are doing. They're going to align with the norms and the cultural constructs that are in place. And so if an executive says, hey, I this is what I'm doing to take care of myself, it gives people permission, um, even though they probably already had it. It's just they, you know, they, they, they sort of need to see that to know that it's okay to do those things. Um, and what we're talking about here, too, is you know resilience on a micro level, like starting with yourself, as we start to expand that to the macro level, because a company is really a microcosm of just tons of changes happening all the time, and it's internal, and then you've got all these external factors on top of it. So it's like this perfect storm of overwhelm and change fatigue, and people can do so much to take care of themselves and then adopt a mindset that says, okay, I'm going to learn from this, I'm going to be open to it. But I think what many companies are trying to avoid, and especially with projects and change initiatives, is that breakdown, because they may not get that breakthrough moment because they may run out of money or there could be an impact on their brand or something negative could happen that could really be a detriment to the to company. It's, and, and, and that's what, you know, they don't want to have, and that's where a change leader, the role of the change leader can be helpful in helping the organization navigate that so you don't get to that point of breakdown before people are listening and saying, what we're doing isn't working anymore. So kind of taking that lens of individual resilience, and thinking about it on a bigger view, like that that macro view, how do how do you start to develop resilient cultures, resilient organizations? Do you have any tips or strategies that could help people be thinking in that direction? And totally agree that starting at the individual level is necessary. In fact, as you know, change practitioners, I think everybody knows that behavior change has to start at the individual level before it can become something more. Um, Uh, enterprise-wide, but what are your thoughts on kind of taking that individual and expanding it to something kind of more universal for the entire organization?
0: Sure, so again, yes, it's absolutely personal on how you walk through because you attitude reflects leadership. So if you're the leader, what you're doing and how you're behaving in that space is impacting everyone more than you know. And nonverbal communication is far more received than verbal communication. So that physical presence and actions are deeply, deeply important. On that note, on a larger scale, I think it's critically important to have mental health and wellness professionals available. I think it's really important to have people that are addressing diversity and inclusion to so are diversifying that table because there's a lot of problems or situations or concerns that are happening that we don't understand because we walk very, very narrow-minded, kind of with goggles in our life. Even if you're you know a woke human and you're trying to do the most to be all things, we are, I'm a blonde, white woman, and that's how I walk through this world. And while I try and diversify my perspectives, there's so many things I don't understand. So right. when you're in a company or a team, your most valuable and expensive resources, that can be money and energy, are your humans, your labor. So it, it makes all the more sense to have support factors for them. And if they feel supported and open-minded there's points where they can consciously communicate any concerns, that's where you avoid that full breakdown. So you can formalize some of these situations without really big steps to bring on a consultant or a couple people to help navigate this or even just providing a gym like or something or workout equipment or something small to acknowledge that you need a break or there's there's just some sort of acknowledgement like we're here for you. I think that's a really good step. But implementing some of those formal situations where people can address their concerns, however that looks, avoids that breakdown. And then from there you can kind of build out a formal strategy. The the long story short is how do we cultivate a, a culture where people want to be a part of it. Right. It's, right. it, and it's it's getting your employees to want to show up in 2021 if they don't like something young old whatever they yeah. will move on to the next thing and everyone's hiring right now so it's got to be real you're not gonna fake <laughs> the enthusiasm of we're here you love it like i'm gonna tell you, you love it or i i hate it but you're gonna love it like it just has to be real you have to help them want to want to be there um so and i, I think that just starts with those supporting factors Yeah, and and
1: starts from the top and and also the bottom, like walking the talk and modeling the behaviors, things that you've said. You said a word too that made me think about um, that is really a universal, is that creating that sense of belonging. And that's where, whether it, you know, when you think about why certain people online have millions of followers or why people choose to work for certain organizations, it's because they want to belong to something bigger than themselves or feel like they are, you know, aligned with whomever that individual is or company is, um, when it comes to uh, the types of places... Um, actually, let me back it up and ask a different question. And this is something that you and I have talked about, and it cultivates this sense of belonging. What does it mean to be like a purpose-driven or a mission-driven business and also a purpose-driven, mission-driven human?
0: Well, I think that can mean different things to different people. But for me, it's all about being useful. How am I walking through this world? And I am of use. I've been extraordinarily privileged um, in, in many accounts. And that does not mean anything has been perfect or and or a really hard struggle at times. But I have had the opportunity to play, do in sports, to go get a formal education, um, to have coaching and like just really opportunity to grow. And that's obviously with intentional effort and with sacrifice in many spaces. But at the end of the day it's unfortunate for these things so my mission or what's important to me again i think comes down to core values is being useful like giving back and showing up and being a part of this larger puzzle it's you know we can't save the world or make you know or make so much money will make you happy or whatever it's it's really about that balance of for me being useful and then being intentional with what i do and kind of ideally getting to that self-actualization without too, getting too far into the weeds it's like old school philosophy uh and to sum up all philosophy it's kind of like to live is to suffer So. <laughs> if you can find that space where you can feel good about who you're with, what you're doing and why you're doing it, that's what I would be called useful. And you're, you're mission driven. You're, you're driven by the mission of seeking happiness and balance and use. So I, I, I really do think it depends on the person, but, how that correlates to the corporate world. If we're making a billion dollars or as leaders, you know, we have this formal strategy to be successful because we have to keep the lights on and that's what makes a business run great. At the end of the day, we are spending the same amount of hours as our employees in this situation, in this boat. So we're all in it together. We have finite hours. We can always make more money. Maybe we lose it, whatever. That can always come back. We are spending the exact same amount of time. So it's not just about cultivating this culture that our employees want to be around. We want to be around it too, because it's our time as well. So when you put that all kind of together and you have this conscious awareness of in addition to like our strategy to make money how are we doing this who are we doing with is it is it useful for this world and can we get excited about it I think they all kind of fit together so the mission driven humans and businesses kind of cultivate around those things for me and when you put it all together it's it fits it works it makes sense to me but also it's how I want to spend my time
1: Yeah, absolutely. So sort of to like summarize what I'm hearing, for people who are developing into leaders, who are current leaders, who are thinking about making a career move to work for an organization where they are more aligned with the leadership or, or, um, kind of, whatever the situation is, really the best way to think about how to step into your own personal power and leadership is to start with yourself, really mm-hmm. take a look at the core values or figure out what your core values are and start to make decisions from that perspective. Start to model the behaviors. So, make it okay for yourself and for others to do things that care for their well being, that create a sense of belonging, that um, start to build that culture one person at a time, and that there's going to be hiccups along the way, that's the whole resilience piece, but just knowing that if you approach it from a, a learning mindset, you um, will develop resilience, and by applying um, you know what you know as a change leader, for example, or a change practitioner, you can hopefully avoid that breakdown um, and still get those breakthroughs. Um, Anything else, Kristen, as we are talking about change leadership or leadership and redefining your leadership and becoming the type of person that others would want to follow, um, any other re- like tips or recommendations or just observations that you have as someone who kind of works in a very public sphere with... Sort of very influential um, you know, uh, movers and shakers. And again, taking all of this back for people who are on the id side, thinking about how to show up as their best self, their highest um, performing self. Um, any, any other tidbits you'd like to share?
0: Yeah, I would just say, um, just highlighting the focus and the mindset around being an influencer, a leader, um, you know, a change maker, it's it's everybody. And then we, the more we can step into that and understand that, you know, our smallest of actions or um, littlest of comments can really you know, make somebody's day. And while social media and influence and all this is digitally so present, I I think at some point it'll continue to fade, but there is still a lot of time during the day when we're not on our phones and we're not consuming media, we are interacting with people. And if you can think personally, like, you know, when you hear like famous people be like, oh, what was a moment that changed your life? And they'll mention like one teacher or one thing or one thing, you know, that you probably would never think of, you probably have a memory like that as well. So it's just that conscious mindset of it's, it's awesome that, you know, if you intend intentionally try and walk this world with a a positive mindset or, you know, you're here to do good. um, The littlest of things are making this world move in the right direction. So just continuing to focus on our individual actions and things we're doing on a small scale, and then that can apply to that macro corporate level down the road. Yeah, absolutely, I like
1: that a lot. Just be the change leader that you want to follow, essentially, Yeah, <laughs> and then seriously. the rest will fall into place. Um, well, great, well, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today and to give people some ideas on how to redefine their leadership and become the leaders that they would want to follow. Um, if you have any uh, questions, comments, you can find Kristen and I on most social media
0: outlets. Um, Kristen, how can? where do you hang out the most? Sure, we are digitally everywhere, um, mostly in the gym at this point, or with or the dog park digitally. <laughs> you can find me at uh, turmericandtequila.com, koalliance.com, any one of those that you find has all the social media links for Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We are out there. So uh, Google one of those and you will see my smiling face somewhere. Fantastic. Um,
1: Great. Thank you so much. Uh, Happy holidays, everyone. Happy new year. See you in 2022 and take care. Be well. Stay safe. All right.
0: Thanks, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you for joining turmeric and tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.